All right, now it's time for our guest segment. We have the one and only Wayne Perret on the show today. Yes, that is right. You have seen him in Cloak and Dagger, <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming, a whole bunch of stuff, guys. I can't wait to get to talk oh, to yeah. him. This one's going to be fun. We got the little uh, Louisiana connection with Hell him yeah. and, you know, and Marvel. I mean, come on. Cloak and Dagger is like hot as shit yeah, right now. And seriously. he's like the, the baddie on there. So can't wait to talk to him about that. This is going to be yeah. a fun one. It this is, is going to be a fun one. Hell yeah. All right. Here he is. Hello. Hey, is this Wayne? No, this is AT&T. You have a delinquent balance. <laughs> uh, Damn it, they found me. <laughs> can we extend my plan? Oh, man. Uh, click. No. <laughs> How are you today, man? I'm well. Oh, well awesome. Well, he's going to fit right into this group, yeah, isn't he? Is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and coming inside the Crazy Ant Farm with Hell us. Yeah. And uh, we were going to warn you that we're crazy, but it looks like you're off to a good start. So, okay, yeah, I assumed with that 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 uh, that name. That's there right. That's right. Um, a so, I guess first of all, let's just say. Uh, we recently saw you this past weekend in Venom, and huge congratulations on the opening weekend, man. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah that, that was, yeah, was pretty awesome. epic, man. $80 million. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully we keep it up for the second weekend. I know it did well internationally as well. So yeah. That's yeah, good sure. to hear. Absolutely. And and, and just... I'm on American Horror Story tonight, I think. Oh, snap. Oh, wow. so, Boom. Look at that. Yeah, I think yeah. that one's coming back on. Awesome. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, just a little little side note here. You're now the second guest we've had on the show who died in Venom. So that's, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, we like, had uh, Sam Medina on earlier. You know, he also picked uh, the dust. Ah, yes, I know Sam. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 a friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> we got a trend to go. And, you know, yeah, if you've do. died yeah. in Venom, come on the show. On the you're, show. In the, you're in the Killed by Venom Club. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. There man. you go. So uh, really excited to talk about you, though. we got a Louisiana connection. You know, obviously, we're, we're just about an hour outside of New Orleans or whatever. But uh, I've spent the majority of my life in Louisiana, South west louisiana jason's from new orleans um my daughter's getting ready to go to lsu go tigers so <laughs> so we've got a yeah, lot of connection I, I, there that's We're, where i went to school yeah LSU, yeah. Baton rouge, yeah yeah i yeah i lived the majority of my life in uh lafayette and baton rouge and uh so yeah so you're a coon ass like yeah me. yeah <laughs> darn right man go cajuns huh? yeah. yeah i'm from homa uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. From Homa. Yeah, well, I'm converted now. So I have a bunch of friends down in Homa. I'm, ca- yeah, I'm from Syracuse, New York. So oh, get the hell. Okay. <laughs> You're a Yankee. You're a I, yeah, Well, I'm Damn an honorary. That's right. There. I'm an honorary Kunas because they don't okay. take me back up in New York anymore. So, but uh, <laughs> oh, well, good. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I love New York. Get out of here, man. It's oh yeah, no. I lo- love where I'm from. You know, but I do love the South. I'm. Definitely consider Louisiana my home. So. Converted Southerner. I am a converted oh, cool. Southerner, man. So, yeah, cool. let's talk about that a little bit, though. Uh, born in Homa, so that's pretty awesome. Um, and LSU. So, um, did you go to LSU specifically for drama? Or, I mean, was acting even on the list of what you knew you always wanted to do? Or how did that all come about? How did you get started? No, absolutely not. Yeah, it was it was, it was a, a, a pure accident. I um, When I got out of high school, when I graduated... I uh, decided I wanted to do something a little more adventurous. And, uh, you know, my siblings had gone straight off to college. And I said, eh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work offshore. I'm going to be a commercial diver. Oh. So uh, I went to school in Houston and uh, trained to, to be a commercial diver. You know, the hard hat with the hose going down, the whole thing. Right. That's cool. Uh, at the time, they called them rat hat divers, I think, uh, because one of the, one of the helmets they used um, – 
but anyway, uh, yeah, so I did that for a few years and, uh, which is a tough life, man. That's a tough, uh, that's a tough living and really brutal on your body. Thankfully I was just in it for a short time, but, um, yeah, I quickly discovered that that wasn't my thing, you know, to be out on a boat or a barge for months at a time with a bunch right. of guys, you know, it just wasn't my, uh, my bag. So, um, right. anyway, so I, I stopped doing that. I went to Nickel State initially, which is in Thibodeau. Yep. Thibodeau. Uh, you know, 11 or 12 miles from, from where I was living in Homa. And, uh, then the next semester I went up to LSU, which my, uh, two brothers, my two older brothers and my sister were there at the time. And, um, I go up there, it was a January, and uh, I'm in their apartment, my brother's apartment, I moved in with them, and uh, I'm going through the catalog, the course catalog, and I get to the speech section, and there's, right at the top, it's acting 1001, I was like, what? You know, I had no <laughs> idea. I really didn't, I was, I was completely clueless, I had no idea, I never even was in my wheelhouse, you know, I never thought about acting, never, just never considered it. Right. And... You know, I didn't think about theater in college. I wasn't thinking about any of that stuff, you know. I grew up in a small town. So I'm there. I'm thinking, well, this is freaking cool. Acting? They teach that, really, in college? <laughs> so I so said, that sounds like something that uh, might be fun. So uh, so I started studying with a man named John Dennis, who was a legend at LSU, just a, an amazing teacher, an amazing director, amazing coach. And um, so uh, thankfully he was there at the time. And uh so I trained under John. He was my, uh, you know, my mentor, mm-hmm. and uh, did a lot of theater there. And um, when it came time to leave, uh, he said, "I think you should head to LA." So I said, "All right, I'm heading to LA." And that's what happened. Go. Awesome. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's yeah. That's uh, I love hearing stories like that, though where initially it wasn't even on the thought process or on the radar of what you wanted to do, and yet there it is. You've yeah. got the talent, you get out there, and, and have clearly turned it into a successful career. I, I love hearing stories like that. You Just kind of stumble upon it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Mark, I can only hear one of you. I can hear a little low... Uh, Someone, I, I, there are two of you, two or three of you there. Oh right? yeah, there's uh, five or six of us here. <laughs> there's multiple. Okay, there's yeah, multiple. So We're actually AT and T. You've been uh, talking to us. Customer service. I can't quite hear what they're saying, so I don't know if I'm. Oh yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll have them. We'll boost them up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um. um. But yeah, yeah, it was a complete accident, and uh, yeah, yeah, I stumbled into it, and uh, just kind of found my way, and thankfully. I've uh, been able to make a career out of it. And Absolutely, stay working, yeah. The definition know? of a happy accident, huh? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and uh, so let's talk about a little bit. Uh, Steven Soderbergh, you you eventually were able to work with, who's huge in Louisiana, um, and we're able to work with Steven. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Um, and we were all dying to know because of uh, recently with him um, shooting Unsane on the iPhone. We've got some questions for you about that also. But talk a little bit about how uh, that relationship. Okay, hell yeah, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't see the film. I know a little bit about it, but, uh, um, but yeah, Stephen was actually at LSU when I was there. His father was the dean of one of the colleges, and I don't remember which college, but he was a big muckety muck on right. campus. Ah. So uh, Stephen was just a kid, you know, he's just floating around. And uh, I think what happened is that he studied with, um, there was a, a documentary filmmaker there, and I don't recall the gentleman's name. Um, and I think he did a lot of wildlife stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he happened to be at LSU at the time. And, it, you know, this guy apparently was a genius. And Stephen kind of was under his wing. And uh, that's my understanding of how it all started with, with Stephen. 
um, and, and gravitating into filmmaking. And um, so, and this is before Sex Lies and Videotape. Right. And, you know, we do little short projects with him. I did, I did like a sh- one short with him and my buddy David Jensen, who's close friends with him, you know, he did a few shorts with him. And, uh, you know, then, then Sex Lies happened and everything, everything blew up. But he remembered us, you know, there was a group of us, David Jensen, Joe Kress, myself, Eddie Jemison, um, and he referred to us as his Baton Rouge Mafia. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he would just plug us Epic. in. I didn't know Eddie Jemison. To films, you know. So we, we would just get a phone call. Hey, yeah, Stephen wants you to come do this thing. So, uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, I haven't worked in a couple of years with him, but, you know, he kind of flounders between retiring and then doing all this experimental stuff. And, exactly. Uh, but just a phenomenal filmmaker. And, and, you know, if not my favorite, one of my favorite directors to work with because he's so... Um, he's so hands off in general. I, I imagine it depends on the actor, but uh, his direction is very, very minimal. It, he yeah. just casts. He casts well. You know, he knows what he wants. Yeah, definitely. And he casts who he wants, and he trusts the actor to to deliver what he needs. You know, and he does direct, and he does shape things, and yeah. you know, give you a note every now and again. But I can bear. I can't even remember. I remember in uh, in traffic. You know, there was one moment where. We did our little camera rehearsal, and he said, "Yeah, Wayne, look, there's some stuff on this table, and I don't know, maybe you could pick something up if you want." <laughs> maybe okay. you want. And that was it. You know, yeah. maybe something over here, and then, uh, you know, yeah, and so then an, we're we're shooting. So an actor's uh, director. Uh, uh, does, is he a fan of ad libbing? He kind of gives you guys some free space to take take it in a direction that you feel more comfortable, or. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say in general. I mean, a, a lot of the scripts he's working with are, 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 are pretty solid. Yeah. You know? So, um, uh, so I, you know, I rarely, you know, add it too much. Uh, and in general, for the actors who are listening out there, it's something you have to be very careful with. Um, especially in television, they, they're really sticklers for dialogue, a lot of the shows. Um, and even on film, you know, you can't assume that you just go up in there and start making up stuff. Right. right. Um, uh, I, uh, you know, I'll I'll make slight alterations occasionally. Occasionally, if there's something, the rhythm of the line is just doesn't feel right. You know, I might change a word or flip two words around, or you know. But I'm, I'm usually really cautious about that kind of stuff. And every now and again, you get on a set where you know they throw something. I mean, Venom was a perfect example. You know, we would, you know, we'd come in to shoot something and he, you know, uh, Ruben would come up to me and say, yeah, yeah, Wayne, I'm going to have you do this thing. You know, you're going to do this part right here. We added this piece and he would do that shit all the time when we just <laughs> throw stuff at me and which is fine, but it's also depending on how, how, you know, emotionally deep the scene or overwrought it is. Right. Like, oh, wait a minute. Ooh, really? Okay. I got to pull that stuff up. And, um, but so I guess as an actor, it's, it's good to be prepared to do that sort of thing, but know that you're not always going to get the opportunity to do that. But yeah, we would just, you know, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, you could say something here. You know, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, When you're put on the spot, sometimes it's, it's challenging. Like, right. Okay, wait, yeah. You're trying to figure, okay, wait, wait, the relationship is this, and this is what's happening. Um, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely good to be prepared. But as far as Steven is concerned, uh, um, yeah, he, he's he's relatively loose, uh, but you know you can't count on that always. Right. Yeah. But, right. Um, definitely. You know, definitely. Definitely an actor's actor's director. Well, and I'm glad you you brought up Venom. Just uh, I, I loved your portrayal in Venom, and I thought 
from the get go, uh, you did a really good job with emotion on the face because it, you know you didn't have a whole lot of dialogue at first, and right. you, you immediately were able to convey at least when we were talking amongst ourselves after watching the movie, everything your character you immediately kind of conveyed someone who was in conflict, right. like. Uh, you know, you're like, I'm doing this, but I'm not sure I really want to be doing this. This guy's nuts. Yeah, kind of a thing. So, <laughs> and we thought you did a really good job of portraying that without saying a word. The constant looks oh, on the face or the kind of expression that you'd give this guy. You know, you got to be like, oh, I, I got to be enthusiastic about this. But really, I, I'm not at all wanting to do this. And uh, it's really hard. We've talked about this with past guests. Uh, to act without saying anything, to be able to convey that emotion, you know, strictly through the movement of your body or your face, and right. um, yeah, brilliant job, man. I love the character. Okay, well, thanks for the finish. thanks for the props. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's uh, uh, and they did cut a few things, just FYI. So uh, there was there was a, a confrontation that I had with Riz oh. um, that they they did. Uh, they did take out, but I understand why, you know, when you're making a film of that size and you have, you know, time, you know, obviously a supporting character, you have other characters that have to be there and have to be established. And right. Pace the director has to make a choice about, well, how many people can the audience invest in? And is this going to go anywhere? If I get them to invest in this guy, is it going to go far enough? Um, so, you know, it cut a little, uh, a chunk mm-hmm. out of there that I really was hoping would have stayed, but, uh, but I understand why he did it. But yeah, as far as that's concerned, you know, Listening is is one of our most important tools as an actor. Uh, so if one is is truly listening, well, the, the, and for the first time every time, um, and you have a point of view, like what you're talking about, it, it should take care of itself. Yeah, you well, know, you shouldn't have to think about what your face is doing or your body's doing, or you know, if you really listen and allow yourself to live through it the first time every time. You know, something's something's gonna happen. You know, something's gonna you know take place. And for actors, that that's you know, and still to this day, for my journey, because um, we wanna we wanna often we wanna play it safe. We wanna um, uh, we think we're hedging our bets when we when we do. Um, what am I trying to say? If we um, there are traps that we can fall into as an actor, right? And we could do some what I would call some high quality pretending, you know, where we're not really fully in it, but we're like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to pretend and, and lie a little bit basically. And, uh, and you can get away with that some of the time, what some of the time. Uh, and again, if it's high quality pretending, you could probably get away with it a, a, a more often than not. But the I think the real juice in the acting is to, is to forget that shit. Don't play it safe and take the chance of looking like an idiot and fucking it up yeah and 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 that's where the gold is you know so that the longer i do it the more you know uh more insistent i am with myself about that to like like no 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 i'm not going to take the shortcut i'm not fully feeling it i'm going to indicate a little something here i'm like no no what i what i wherever i'm at is going to have to be enough and i'm going to do my work in between the take and and you know whatever i have to do if if i'm not as invested as i should be then you know i'll uh I'll have another shot on, on the next one and see where it is, but not judging it and just, uh, just trusting whatever's there is there. And, uh, and, uh, and living, living on the edge a little bit, you know, yeah. a lot of times it's scary. It feels like it's scary. Cause you're like, ah, oh, you're not in control of it, but that's where the best work is. And that's, 
that's all I'm interested in. You know, I want to do the best work that I can. Absolutely. Sometimes it makes it to the screen and sometimes it doesn't. But I, you know, I don't have control of that more often than not. So it's nothing I could do. Yeah. You know, I right? love the analogy, though. We have a lot of actors uh, that listen to the show and a lot of young actors trying to get into the industry. And I, I love the analogy of the pretending and or the lying. Yeah. I think that that's raw and real. And I think that the advice that you just gave throughout that is solid. You know, sometimes it is about taking a chance. And 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 making that leap and doing what you think is best, even if you fuck it up. And I think that's that's a great analogy and a great advice for and, people that are listening and, and trying to get in. And listening, listening is key because and the best acting is reacting. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so like I said, that's your most valuable skill as an actor to truly listen to someone. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Take the chance. Allow. You know you want to get to your impulses you want to get to your instincts right and that's what keeps you moment to moment that's what keeps you in the pocket you know and, and really living through something and that's our job you know we're, we're supposed to live truthfully under imaginary circumstances and the only way to do that is, is to throw away the freaking safety net and to listen and just freaking you know really do what you what you say you're doing for the reason you've given yourself which is, this is all meisner stuff which is my favorite right. my favorite discipline discipline my favorite approach and that's what i would you know to your young actors or other actors who are listening and still you know coming up through the ranks um i mean some people say ah, no training blah 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 but look all the great actors that i know you know mm-hmm. and i respect they've had some sort of training right and they may have started lucked into something and not had any but then I guarantee, you know, they've gotten with some coach somewhere, some brilliant coach who's helped them, you know, refine their, their skills. And you want to be with the right teacher because you can learn some bad habits. Right. But I would encourage them to, to find a <laughs> good group of dedicated actors with a good teacher and, and, and train, you know, get in there. And it's also, you're at the gym. It gives you an opportunity to work out and be prepared when you have the had the opportunity absolutely you know? absolutely that's a trend on the show as well through throughout several dozen of our guests it's definitely take classes train you know every opportunity continue to hone the craft and the skill yeah definitely it, throughout uh it's wholeheartedly def- agree it's definitely a muscle it has to be exercised <laughs> yeah wait i'm sorry what was that last part i said it's definitely a muscle that has to be exercised yeah be, yeah absolutely yeah. i mean I've, I've trained on and off throughout the years i've been doing this and you know i'm going on i mean 30 years in the business, you know, in film and television, but, you know, doing theater before then. So, you know, not too many years, it's going to be 40 years that I've been doing this stuff. Wow. So, wow. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a long time and, and, uh, I still, you know, to this day, I'm probably going to jump in a class, you know, pretty soon, just to, just a scene study class, just to work out, just yeah. to get in there and, and do some stuff. Definitely. Um, but it's been, it's been quite a few years since I've been in class, but, uh, well, actually, no, I, I did take something with uh, with John Dennis, who I was speaking of earlier. Mm-hmm. He had a, a, a little thing, um, you know, a little summer thing uh, I did with a couple of friends, uh, you know, maybe six or seven years ago. Um, and that was great to get to get back in with him. But, uh, but yeah, do the work, man. Do the work. And any opportunity you have to act, you know, on stage and class, get out there and do it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Now, taking going back a little bit, backtracking, what do you think about shooting movies on an iPhone since the quality is just so good nowadays on your phone? What do you think, compare that to like shooting it on a red camera or something like that? Well, you know, I think it's, I think it's, it's wonderful that we, we have the ability to do it. I think, you know, I wish we would have had this, you know, years ago when I was first starting, uh, because now there's no excuse for, 
anyone who wants to be a filmmaker, actor, whatever, to shoot their own thing, you know, to take charge of their destiny in this business and make their own, you know, create their own stories and do their own work. So I love that you have this tool that virtually everyone has in their pocket uh, that they can make a film with. Yeah. Now, the downside is, I mean, you still need good audio. So you got to have to freaking, you know, yeah. you, you can record stuff on the audio on the phone, but it's, you know, it's, that's kind of hit or miss. And it's still a very small sensor. So, you know, you have issues with, and you can do some stuff in post, but you have issues with depth of field. If you want to, you know, focus the audience's attention on something, right. you know, in the foreground and not, and kind of blur the background elements. As you guys know, you're familiar with depth of field. Absolutely. You, know, you don't necessarily have that possibility. I know they make attachment lenses, you know, that you can put on. Mm -hmm. I've researched some of those because um, I also can use my phone to tape an audition if I need to tape an audition. Right, uh, definitely. But yeah, I would say audio is, is, is of concern. And uh, and the small sensor size mean, means that, you know, in low light, uh, you have very small pixels, so they're not catching as much light. So you're going to have some pretty extreme degradation in your image unless you're lighting the thing. So I think it's great that it's there. Uh, I personally... Um, you know, if I can afford to shoot with another camera, I would shoot with another camera. I would right. shoot on a DSLR. You know, I have a, a Fuji X-T2 that I use, um, and they have the new X-T3 out. I think that's a great little camera. But, you know, you have the, the little Panasonics with the GH5. Mm -hmm. Great freaking camera. It's, I mean, it's a, I think it's a four-third sensor on that. So it's not huge. It's not a full, full, full frame sensor. But, you know, uh, it's still significantly larger than the sensor that's in your phone right um so i mean for steven you know he can shoot on whatever the hell he wants yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for him it's like oh this will be fun right you know, i get to shoot with this thing and he can do it and somebody's gonna look at it because he's freaking steven soderbergh right yeah. i think right. i'm on a few i'm and gonna shoot a on a viewmaster <laughs> but yeah. if you're joe schmuck you know it's better the higher quality that you have the more avenues you have to to distribute it absolutely so if you want to make money from the thing, then, you know, because uh, you still need to light it. You still need some exactly. kind of crew. Right. You know, if you want to do it well, you need, you're going to have to spend something on it. Yeah. Right. Um, um, so uh, for me personally, I would go with, uh, you know, if I can afford it, if that's all I can afford, then that's what I shoot with. But if, if I can afford something else, then I'd shoot with something uh, with a little more firepower, you Agreed. know, better in low light. Um, and, uh uh, yeah, more lens options. Absolutely. Uh, so I can control the depth of field a little, little better. And, uh, uh, but yeah, you know, Steven, and, and I tell you one thing with Steven, cause I worked on, um, uh, what's the name of that film? Um, what the hell was it? Uh, uh oh, full frontal was the name of there it. There you go. So we did full frontal on, I think it was a mini DV rig. Wow, I okay. I have it in front of me. But I think it was Mini DV. Um, but Steven's all about, you know, the less people he has around him, the better. Right. So right. he doesn't Small like group. setting up a monitor on set because if you have a monitor set up, then everybody's going to be sitting at the monitor. Right. And our producer's there and they're going to be saying, why don't we do this? And why don't we do that? <laughs> and he, don't, he doesn't want to listen to that. So, <laughs> you know, he doesn't like even to have a monitor set up on set. Uh, and he likes to operate a lot of the time, so he's seeing what he's getting mm -hmm. uh, because he likes to streamline the process. He doesn't like, you know, dragging around that big tail, you know, when he's making a film. Now right. he does big films, obviously, 
but I know for a fact he prefers to do it on a smaller scale. He has more fun and less people right. to deal with. Uh, and it's just, a, you know, a, a, a quicker process. You're, you're, you know, you're moving through stuff more quickly and, uh, you know, which is one thing about the red too, I think that he embraced, um, you know, less changing of mags and all yeah, that stuff. Right. Um, and, uh, um, because he was really the first major filmmaker that I, I think, or was it Steven Jackson or something? I think it was Soderbergh. But he was the first one to put any juice behind the red, which you know kept it in business. I mean, yeah, which really made the red camera. Absolutely. Um, so. Well, we should let our listeners know too that you. I mean, you're you're you talk from experience because uh, to let let them kind of know you're an award-winning filmmaker yourself behind the camera. Um, you know, you've done some shorts and a feature film. Um, so you're, you're speaking from experience on the other side of the camera as well. Um, and I thought it was interesting. You're clearly a fan of digital. I, you know, you mentioned earlier in the, in the interview, you know, almost 40 years in the biz and kind of stuff. Uh, I was curious about your thought between film and digital and you, were you okay with the digital conversion and, and, or are you a film kind of a guy? But yeah, I mean, cause you went into great detail there with uh depth of field and, and the, and the different issues that between film and digital. So just kind of curious right. about what would you shoot on film or are you okay with doing everything on digital? Yeah, I, love, I love film. I think film is, and I think most, most filmmakers um, really appreciate the quality and the, the textures that you get mm -hmm. in film. Uh, so I have nothing, nothing against film at all. I, you know, I, I love the medium and I love the richness, 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 excuse me, that it gives. But I also think, you know, the newer digital cameras, I mean, from an audience perspective, they don't care. They don't know. You know, if you can make out the faces and they're clear and crit, I mean, that, that's that they're they, they stay behind the story. You know, if you yep. have a great story and it's shot well and it's lit and you can hear it, then it doesn't matter what you shoot it on. Um, and uh, but I do love film. I do appreciate film. Um, I think probably from an ecological standpoint, um, I, I appreciate digital that it that it cuts out you know some of you know all those those chemicals that you're using to process the film and to create mm -hmm. the film now of course you know we have all these computers around and that's you know there's a lot of things involved you know chemicals and whatnot involved with building a computer right but uh, uh i would have to think in general that uh um the the um the digital uh, revolution is, is is cleaner than the film revolution was you know at the time so i appreciate that aspect of it the ecological from the from an ecological standpoint yeah you know i appreciate that absolutely so before we jump back into a lot of your just insanely awesome credits that you have under your belt as an actor because there's a ton of them that just jumped out to all of us that we were excited about but um behind the camera uh do you have anything coming up are you are you gonna go back behind the camera anytime soon and, and do some more stuff behind or what you got going on well right? I, I hope so it's been a little bit of a it's been kind of a long hiatus uh i have a few things floating around but nothing nothing is is greenlit just yet so um so hopefully yeah i do intend to get back behind the camera i enjoy it you know I, in a lot of ways it's um i mean there's more responsibility absolutely and you're more hands-on in the story which is again one of the things that i like about it you're you're deep in it and you you have at least you, you have more to say about the final product as a director than you do as an actor. So I like that bit of control that you're, that you have. Um, and being an actor, I, I like working with other actors. You know, I like, you know, casting folks that are rock solid, kick-ass actors and creating an environment where they can play and achieve, 
you know, the, you know, their best, you know, achieve their potential whenever they have to offer. So, um, I, I love, um, creating that, that kind of, you know, space for them to do their work. Definitely. And it's really fulfilling, you know, it's really fulfilling to, to be a part of that. Um, and you know, as a director, uh, I don't have to come on set knowing, oh yeah, I got that really freaking intense scene today. I'm going to have to rip my, <laughs> yeah. rip my heart out, leave it on the freaking, you know, set. Um, so I don't have that kind of pressure where I have to deliver some, you know, some heart wrenching scene or right. something, which is fine. I could do it, but, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, one of the benefits of directing that I, I don't have to worry about that side at all. I can just focus on what's in front of me and, and do this thing, you know, whatever it is. Yep. Yep. Okay, so let's jump back into the other side a little bit. You have been in some extremely popular shows. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're talking about, you know, uh, Third Rock from the Sun, Friends, NYPD Blue, uh, Star Trek Voyager, uh, The Flash, um, Cloak and Dagger, American Horror Story, like you said, Nip Tuck. I mean, the the resume is insane. Um and congratulations on that. I mean, equal and equal opportunity oh, uh, t- comic book thing is you're doing both D- you did DC, you're doing DC and Marvel. Yeah, that's right. You're going to be. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh... I'm glad I crossed crossed that uh, <laughs> that uh, little you know little little line there. I, yeah, it's good to be doing both. I'm I'm very excited to see Watchmen. By the way, I think uh, I think it's going to be pretty badass. Uh, agreed. Um, agreed. All of us too. We're all big comic book geeks here. So um, we're 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 extremely excited about that. So that brings up Cloak and Dagger for me because I just uh, I am loving Cloak and Dagger. Um, just I think it's an absolutely brilliant show. I was surprised at how dark and gritty it is on Freeform. I was a little nervous at first, but I think it just fit. I think it could personally just drop right into the Netflix Marvel shows. It's got that tone and grit and feel to it. Um, so I was really excited to see that and uh, congratulations on that because. I mean, you're you're the baddie kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah, he killed Tandy's yeah, dad, you know. One of them, yeah. Yeah. No, so. it, was, it was fun. So, you know, initially there's a lot of, you know, I'm just sort of um, the mystery guy that's floating around. Right. Uh, but it was fun. There was some, just some crazy. You know, I don't want to ruin it for any of your your audience that hasn't seen it, but just some crazy sequences that I was able to do in some of the earlier um, episodes. Oh, absolutely. That were just a blast. And for a, for a coon ass to go down in, in Louisiana and be, you know, uh, in a suit and right. waiters, you know, uh, just trudging around in the freaking shallows in Lake Pontchartrain <laughs> yeah. was just the freaking best day of my career. I have to be honest, you know, it's just a little crazy little sequence, but it was so, it's such a blast, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and they were, everybody's like, well, sure you can do it. Can you get, you know, it's a bit slippery. I said, shit, man, you kidding me? I grew up doing this <laughs> Yeah, stuff, do you know man. where I'm from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was in the late fall. Was it? I think it was late fall when we shot that, that, that sequence. Or was so it was still 80 no, degrees. No, it must have been wintertime. But the water was nice and cold. So, you know, I was getting that nice cool cooling effect from the water because it was, it was warm outside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was a fun day. Oh yeah, and anyway. listen, I love the care. And uh, okay, just spoilers for our listeners. I we're just gonna put it out there. You know, Tandy kind of fucked you up, <laughs> but uh, you yeah, not out, not out of how fucked up I am. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But not out of the realm of possibility of a possible return. I mean, you know, so it, exactly, exactly. I mean, we, we went pretty far with that storyline. So. Um, 
uh, we'll see what happens this year. We'll see what they have in mind. I know they're they're shooting already now, so uh, yeah, yeah. We'll just uh, we'll see what they have in mind. Well, I'm kind but of I'm glad you for enjoyed it. the show. I, I, you know, I, I um, and I'm glad they picked it back up again. And and uh, um, uh, yeah, some some just some some nice folks involved with it. And uh, uh, yeah, I appreciate the fact that it was edgy. Yeah, as well, because I was like you, I was concerned with it being a freeform show, and and if they pull the teeth out of it, right? But I mean, uh, yeah, I think they were pretty true right? to, um, you know, to this to the original uh, sort of idea that was presented to me. So I think uh, I think it uh, it all worked out, and and uh, and Joe uh, Pekaski is, is um, um, just a really sweet guy. I worked with him on Underground as well. Right. You know, he was one of the creators on that show, and. Um, so I just wish him the best, you know, he's, he's a good dude and he looks after me. So, yeah. um, you know, well, I'm pulling well. for you, man. I hope you, I hope you do come back. I'm loving the whole idea and uh, potential talk of a crossover with Runaways. I, I think it's just there's so many opportunities there, and I think you're like you said, they went so far with your character and that storyline. I feel like we'd be cheated if we didn't have a follow through there somewhere. So I'm hoping, man. I, I hope you come back and we yeah, see. Yeah, fingers you. crossed, man. Fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of, you, you did. Uh, how's Matthew McConaughey? Uh, <laughs> You got to work with Matthew McConaughey down here as well, right? Choo-choo. Free State of Jones. Well, wait a minute now. He wasn't because uh, we both worked on Free State of Jones. Yeah. Let me think if there was something else that I did with him. I think that was it. Uh, yeah. Uh, because I didn't do uh, Buyers Club. I didn't do. Yeah, I think it was just Free State of Jones. We actually we didn't cross paths. Wow. Uh, we were on different days. Bummer. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I've heard great things about him. I heard he's a really nice. Uh, Nice guy, and and speaking of nice guys, and I know he gets a bad rap, but Christian Bale was great too. You know, I know he has some some history, but uh, yeah. I have to say, my experience with with Bale on uh, The Big Short was great. He well, was there you very go. gracious, very generous, and uh, just you know, just uh, regular Joe, you yeah. know, as they say. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's a good dude. Well, that's good to hear because I think sometimes, yeah, you, you get these reputations and you start to hear these, uh, you know, these things and these bad, you know, stories I, I, come out and and which may or may not be true. You know, you once a reputation gets out there, so I it's think, good to hear. I think right. his reputation comes out of the fact that he's one of these actors that is always in character most of the time, and people don't know really know how to deal with him on set. Yeah, potentially but. so. It's good to hear that he's a good guy though. So, uh, you know, th- that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a great guy, and, and well, they do have that video of him on uh, one of the. I think it was a Batman thing where he. No, got it was Terminator. <laughs> yeah, but right. you know, like I said, my experience with him was good, and I was talking to somebody else about this the other day. Um, you know, like uh, one of you was saying about him uh, being in character, and and yeah, you know, some of the, these things that we're shooting, there are days where. You know, we're doing some real intense scene, and I was working on a film, just an independent thing called Sound Man, which you guys should uh, check out if, if you haven't. It. It's floating around somewhere. I'm not sure where it is Definitely. Uh, online, but uh, but it's just a, a crazy little independent. You know, I'm kind of a Travis Bickle kind of character. You know, a little taxi driver ish. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, we were shooting this thing, and we were in Albuquerque. In the winter time, it was like January or February, so it's pretty cold because that's high desert. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Very cold. And um, we're shooting this scene where I go into a pawn shop, I break into a pawn shop, and uh, I won't tell you all the details, but the owner wakes up. It's it's early in the morning. He wakes up, and there's a confrontation, and then there's a scuffle, 
and then uh, you know something happens to him and I and I take off out of there and um, we were doing it as a one you mm-hmm. know, it was an independent thing and also just made sense. It felt right. You know, he didn't need a lot of coverage. And we do one of the takes. It might have been the second take and it was really coming together. And uh, it was feeling good, you know, from an acting standpoint, from my point, it felt good. And I bust out the door and there's somebody standing outside the back door. You know, there's not supposed to be anybody there. <laughs> and he's standing there in this take and in the moment i'm like shit man what the hell is this guy doing here man we're shooting and so i was pretty pissed off but that was the extent of it you know i probably screamed like fuck man we just we're doing this thing why is this locked up you know yeah um but that was it you know i didn't go on and on and start tearing people a new one or any of that stuff but in the moment you know i'm in this heated scene it's intense i just got in the scuffle this fight with this person i'm running you know I mean, I'm all freaking jacked up on testosterone yeah. and adrenaline. And in that moment, I'm like, fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, now, you know, it's one little moment. Nobody even remembers it other than me, I'm sure. sure. But, you know, and I'm a, I'm easy to work with on set. I don't cause any problems. But, you know, if you're freaking in it, you know, you're fully invested and in this thing and you're doing – I mean, sometimes – you know, the lid comes off a little bit because, right. you know, that's, I mean, it's our job to be volatile and, and, Absolutely. and right. impulsive and, and, you know, dangerous sometimes. And so, you know, if a little bit leaks out around the edges every now and again, it leaks out, you know, yeah. and if you're on a set and you're trying to do your work, it's just like any other department, you know, I don't get in front of the crew's way when they're moving stuff around, it's in between takes or after the camera rehearsal, I get out of their way. You know, I'm like, no, this is their set. Right. It's theirs. Right. I'm going to move out of their way. I'm going to let them do their work. I'm not going to get in their way. And they're always really nice. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm in your way. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Get through here. Now, on the other side of that, when I'm shooting, when we're doing the take, it's your set. I don't want some freaking crew guy to be sitting over on the side in my eye line on his freaking iPhone. You know? I'm like, wait a minute. I'm trying to focus and concentrate on the scene. I'm in the middle of the scene. I'm telling my, my wife that you know, our son is dead or whatever the fuck I'm doing. And, you know, it's intense. And I'm looking over her shoulder and there's some crew guy, you know, sure. on his phone playing one of those stupid freaking games with the little frogs or whatever. Yeah. The hell that is. <laughs> um, and, you know, I see that. So, yeah, um, I can understand an actor standing up for themselves and saying, and what you do in that case, actors out there, if you're new, you go to the first AD and you say, hey, listen, would you mind? Uh, there's some people in my eye line. If you could clear that for me, I'd really appreciate it. You don't go, hey, what the hell are you doing back there, man? Get out of my, you know, you right, don't do that right. stuff. You go to the first AD and say, hey, listen, could you do me a favor? Yada, yada. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Look, valid point throughout. And, and, and I'm glad you bring it up and I'm glad you're so honest about it because, yeah, I, I agree. Things happen, especially like you said, it's been a long day. You're in a heated scene that the emotion is coming through that it's bound to happen and it's bound to come through a little bit. I think that so, was the uh, what happened to Christian Bale on Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's so valid point. I, lo- I love, you know, that how honest you were right there. And, and uh, you know, and because so many people, I think, aren't and we've been really lucky with who we've talked to to the honesty about what it is and isn't on a set and some things that can go on and not go on on a set so i love hearing stories like that and and yeah thank you for that thanks for being honest about that of course of course and and, um uh what was i gonna say um you know that in the end 
the only thing anybody's going to see is the what's on the film. Exactly. Right? You know, exactly. The, the scene. So there's all this other stuff going around, which is equally important. You know, the hair and the makeup and the crew and all that's all very important, and they need to be able to do their job. But we also have to remember, in the end, the only thing left of this experience is what ends up on film. Is so we work. have to, you know, we all have to respect that space. Absolutely. And allow, you know, um, allow, uh, you know, the actors to do their work and the director to do their work to, 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 to you know, hopefully, you know, bring this thing to another level and to get it seen, you know, so right. we can all keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, okay. It, it, let me ask you. <laughs> I'm just going to ask. You mind if we get a little controversial a little bit or talk a little, talk a little bit about the Me Too movement and what's kind of going down with all of this stuff in the industry? Because uh, I want to talk Billionaire Boys Club because I think, uh, yes. I, I think okay, that yeah. what you just said, it plays into that a little bit. I, mean, I saw the film. I thought it was outstanding. I was, I was really a fan. Looking, I was really looking forward to seeing Yeah, it. I was a fan <laughs> of, of the television film. Oh, the and, original one. Yeah, yeah and, okay. and I was I was really looking forward to this one, and I was able to see it. But unfortunately, a lot of people were not able to see it and might not be able to see it because of what happened with the situation with Kevin Spacey and stuff. And right. for me, I was like gutted by that because there's a lot of really solid performances in that film and it's actually in my opinion a really great film and it's, it's a, a disservice story. to the people that were involved in the making of that film that unfortunately for them because of somebody else their work's not going to be able to be seen. So um what what are your yeah, thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I mean you're you're really you're really uh um yeah, you 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 it's really unfortunate that that uh, that happened. Uh, that that uh, you know, Spacey kind of drug the whole thing down. Now, look, everything that's coming out is pretty. I mean, it's not good, obviously. Right. The stuff that you know he is uh, accused of doing. I mean, nothing's proven. But I have to say that you know, I I didn't hear anything about those sorts of things mm -hmm. specifically, but I, I I've heard grumblings over the years about you know, uh, working with Spacey and, and, you know, there being issues. Right. Uh, but I don't know of anything specific and that's just hearsay on my part. Right. But I, I do think it's unfortunate that everyone has to suffer for, um, Spacey's, you know, reputation. Right. And, you know, it, it's really, it, it's, it's uh, the studio and, or, and the distributors, whoever's involved in that, they, they made the choice that it was, it was radioactive and they weren't going to put, throw the money behind it. And, uh, you know, so, uh, I mean, if, from their point of view, I mean, if you're looking at it from that, that perspective, they have to decide if they're going to dump millions of dollars into publicity for this thing. Agreed. You know, they could spend 10 or $20 million to launch it, you know, depending on what kind of opening they're thinking for it. Um, and, you know, they have to decide, okay, are we going to take that risk? And I guess somebody just said, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to take this risk. We'll, we'll just, we'll do it in a few theaters and we'll get it out on, uh, on DVD and, uh, you know, streaming and, and we'll just hope we can get our money back and we right. sell it to Netflix or wherever else we're going to sell it to. Right. Uh, we're not going to spend that, that back end stuff. Now I didn't see it actually. So I don't, I don't know. But I'm glad you, you enjoyed it. So I, you think it's, I did. It's pretty solid? I did. I will say I thought it was extremely solid. I thought all the performances were, were just stellar. 
Um, it moved well. It was edited well. It was extremely bad. I loved the little shout out to the TV movie with Judd Nelson as the dad, um, uh, who had played the original character in the TV movie. Um, yeah, just a really well done film. And, uh, I'm hoping people do find it in another avenue and are able to see it. And, um, and I hope you do. I, I hope you take a look at it and kind of see, cause it was good and you should be proud to have been involved in it. I think all the people who worked on that film should be proud to have been involved in it. It was a good film and uh, I hope that oh, people cool. see it. I hope that people see it. Well, I hope so too, because you know, it's it's a pity that everyone else has to suffer for you know someone else's actions. Exactly. Um, so hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll it'll have legs, um, you know, once it uh, becomes available streaming and and video and whatnot, you know, or a DVD and whatnot. Yep. Agreed. Um, Agreed. But I wanted to put that out there. I know it's probably a little controversial, but I, I did. Like I said, I was a fan of the film, and I I did want to reference it uh, because I do think. It deserved to be seen. So, so what do you think about social media? Has it changed your the way you approach how to go after roles? Have you started to look more into what followers you are following and who you are not following? Yeah, I'm just really getting started. I'm a little late to the game getting my uh, social media presence. So, oh uh, my because, goodness! Uh, my, my Instagram oh, is so brand new, work. but you guys follow me, man. And uh, uh, I know it's important it's, these days. It, I mean, yeah, I've been working it, for so long, but. And you know it's you know, crazy still. because it's it's so important in front of and behind the camera. I can't tell you how many times on the on the production side of it we get asked how many followers do we have and you know this or that. Hence the radio show to try to build the name recognition. It's crazy how important it has become these days. Um so and yeah, absolutely you uh we follow you and we're by at the end of the show we're going to tell everybody where to follow you. Uh, <laughs> uh make sure that everybody follows you. So, what you got coming up? I mean, what, where are some uh, things people can see coming up? We know we got American Horror Story tonight. Um, uh, where let's are some see. Other I did a Laura Dern film. Um, where I play her husband. That's um, that is Trial by Fire. Uh-huh. So that I'm not sure when that's coming out, but it's 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 on its way pretty soon. Okay. I did uh, uh, I did a few things in Louisiana. That's uh, Stand In, Semper Fi. Uh, Fonzo, that's another Tom Hardy thing, which should be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, Watchmen, I think, is coming out next year. Yep. Um, and, of course, Venom. We want to send everybody to go see Venom. Yeah, Venom, get out to the theaters, man. Keep that thing rolling. Absolutely. Um, uh, and, yeah, that's things. I did this little uh, Gabriel Byrne thing, a 000. I think it's a Netflix thing, but I'm not sure. It's, it was... It was uh, a foreign production company, like some Italians produced it. So I'm not, I'm not sure what they had in mind for, uh, you know, for distribution on that deal, but it's a, it's a, a series, yep. uh, which should, uh, start in, in 2019 as well. Awesome. And um, of course, Cloak and Dagger, it's streaming. So everybody go watch Cloak and Dagger. If you yeah, check out Cloak yet. and Dagger and support them in their new season, whatever they, I guess that'll probably be next year because they just started shooting. I yeah. Think. Yep. Highly recommend um, people go back and watch that. Like I said, you were brilliant in that and the show is great. So go, oh, thanks. definitely check thanks. them out. I appreciate now. it. Yep. No problem, man. So yeah, so listen, man. We we know you're a busy guy, and you clearly are getting dinged there left and right with uh, uh, emails and stuff. So um, yeah. we're gonna let you go. But thank you so much for uh, coming and talking to us today. And open invite, man. Anytime you got anything going on, or you just want to come back and shoot the shit with us, and oh, just um, Wayne, talk. Uh, I just want to say uh, thank you for choosing AT and T. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, listen. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, you know, sure, I'll bump into you guys down in. Uh, down in louisiana next time i mean i still come in my my uh, you know i have a lot of family in, in baton rouge so i still uh 
come in a fair amount and uh uh yeah so i appreciate you guys having me yeah. on and i'll definitely uh, keep you in the loop with uh with things yeah. coming. oh walk away joe was another one i just finished which All is right. david uh straight Thorn, and oh, why am i blanking on his name the guy from um the guy from uh walking dead with the baseball bat uh, uh negan Good. jeffrey dean morgan Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. yeah. I just shot with him last week. Really nice guy, too. I had a lot of fun with him. Oh, my gosh. I'm jealous, so, uh, man. That guy's awesome, right? Yeah, he was cool. He yeah. was a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, listen, man. Seriously, keep us in the loop. Let us know when you're back this way. We'd love to come hang out and maybe even do a show with you live, man. That'd yeah. be awesome. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Sounds like a plan. Cool, man. Well, take care of yourselves. All right. All right. You too, man. Well, like I said, okay. we'll holler at you. Great, man. All right. Bye. Easy.